Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you don't work hard, you don't go forward. You have to make the right decisions. Try to keep learning and surround yourself with people smarter than you. I think that's pretty important. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue the conversation with buyer's agent and founder of Investment Window, Michael Martin. We delve into the important lessons that he's learned when three of his properties had zero capital growth over 10 years, how he was able to balance his property portfolio between capital growth and cash flow and much, much more. We delve into the moment in Martin's property investing journey that made him take a step back and understand the value of some of the mistakes he had made in the past. It was more recent. I'll just take you back. We In 2015, we ended up selling the Townsville properties just because Every time the phone would ring with Queensland number, uh, my heart would send up thinking, oh, no, what's going on? Something's broken or I've got to pour more money into it. So 2015, we ended up selling three Townsville properties for essentially the same price as we bought them for. So zero growth over 10 years. If I bought, I can't say everywhere else in the country, but in a lot of places in the country, you'd get close to double the money if I'd done it right. So a year or two ago, Lisa said to me, my wife, she goes, like, how are we looking for our retirement? And then that got me thinking, oh, damn. Like that was the aha moment that made me realise the mistakes that we had made. Like started perfectly buying an investment property when I was 21 and then we sold too early, realised that mistake, then we bought, got back on the property market journey but then did it wrong. So the right intention, just the poor execution. So I realised some of the things of not sticking to the plan selling too early, not diversifying, buying in an area too reliant on one industry, selling a good one to buy a bad one, buying off the plan, the list goes on. An aha moment does not always have to be the best moment but simply a point in time that everything starts to turn around for you. Made me go back and assess the journey I've been on and I'm 40 so the last 20 years there's been mistakes but I'm still relatively young and I've heard that many of your listeners who have grown big portfolios in, in less than 10 years. So um, looking at a 20-year goal will be much more profitable than the last 20 years of all I've done is research the last year and a half and now I've aligned myself with some people who are a lot smarter than me to help find the properties in the right location going forward. So the guys that I've teamed up with, they've got this AI technology, which will um, like I'm definitely no IT expert, but they've... Um, got the IT, AI machine learning technology which will find the, the right locations 
all around the country, which are prime for imminent growth. So I'm not talking about small mining towns because I've learned that lesson and there's no way I'll be helping other people buy in the location where, where I've been screwed in the past. So that's kind of what I've learned is to learn from people who are smarter than you. That's how you get ahead, basically. So they've got this platform that they've developed, some cutting-edge technology, narrows down the actual best streets within a suburb. So it finds a suburb first and narrows down to the street. And whether we like it or not, if there's a higher percentage of public housing in the street, that means that you're probably not going to get as much growth. So it narrows it down right to micro level. Um, so it's a, it is an exciting time to be an investor, I guess. Everyone wants an edge. And this is it, in my opinion, of, um, as you said, my aha moment a year and a half ago made me do a heap of research, dusted off a lot of the old books. I bought a heap of new books and found the people who know a lot more than me and I've teamed up with them so that I can help other people buy in the right locations and use myself, I guess, as an example of so that they don't have to make the mistakes that I've made and have so many missed opportunities. Like I've my first investment property, like there's 600 grand profit there. If I st- stuck to the, the goal of holding it long term, the three Townsville properties, that was about $300,000, properties. If I bought in the right location, that would have been 600000 profit. So it's just I've got a few examples of where seriously realized some of the errors and now combining the AI technology into property investing will help investors not make the same mistakes that I made and give them a leg up. We find out more about the AI technology that Martin was touching upon and go into more detail about how it works. So it's all data-driven. There's like over 100 different metrics that they um, punch into the system. It automatically updates every 12 hours, refreshes the data. It's pulling it from like numerous different sources, not just from domain or real estate, it's getting from all government sources. The research is proven. The numbers are solid. It's a reliable predictor of future growth. On average, you're getting seen 15% growth in the first year uh, after purchase. So if you're looking to build a portfolio, which is what I'm doing now, because I've got to play catch up. But if you're looking at buying a building a portfolio, then you buy today, 12 months' time, it goes up 50%, maybe a little bit more, then you can draw on that equity and buy your next property. So that's the way to fast forward your portfolio. So you buy quick growth, recycle it, get back in. Looking forward to retirement, Martin shares with us his strategy on how he's going to reach his goals before that day comes. What we'll be doing, myself and my wife, we're going to hit the property market pretty aggressively this year and what I'm going to do to be accountable, I'm going to be putting the portfolio on my website so that anyone can see what we're doing. I won't put the exact suburb or maybe I will after six months after we've stopped buying in that location but yeah, the goal is to minimum, you need minimum of two to three million worth of equity so that then, worth of property investing properties so that then when you do see the growth in, in the locations, you will get that double and then you'll get the comfortable equity which you can then draw on down the track and you can have as some passive income as well. So I've got a plan in place to build a portfolio over the next two or three years pretty aggressively and then can sit on that over the following years and as the portfolio, as the value grows, then we'll continue to buy some more. We've done it before but now just going to do it properly. 
With such an aggressive mindset on how he's going to reach his goal, we delve into the properties that he's looking to add to his portfolio to help reach it. Positive cash flow, again, harping back onto my experience where they were negative geared. I don't want to be in that position again. So looking for positive cash flow property, um, about the 300000 mark will be the first one. There are plenty of locations around the country, again, not in mining towns, but in established suburbs where you can get positive cash flow for the 300000 mark. So we'll be looking to get a couple of them and then because the positive cash flow, the serviceability will be there, will increase and then look to get more solid one where it won't be as much about the cash flow, be more about the growth, combining two or three properties together as a package and then look to replicate that. It'll be a good opportunity, I think, in the next couple of months for property investors. And like if it's done right, property is definitely like the best and safest way to generate solid asset-based and passive income, I think. A couple of years ago when we sold our Townsville properties, we were like, that's it. We're done with property. It only causes trouble. And then with my aha moment, it was like, no, it's good. You just have to do it right. This is what my research over the past 18 months and finding the right people who I've got on my team, it can be done and it's not that hard. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to make the mistakes, which I have made and others have made and will continue to do, unfortunately. But yeah, it can be a pretty easy process. For many people, the struggle is getting into the market and buying property. From a personal point of view, get your finances in order. So get rid of your credit cards. If you don't want to get rid of it altogether, bring it down to like a one or $2,000 limit because you're, the higher your credit card limit, even if it's not even drawn, it, um, if you've got a $10,000 limit, that could reduce your borrowing capacity by seventy or 80000 So just something simple like that we've done and just cutting back, making your bank statements look a bit neater so that there's less reasons for the bank to lend you less money. But we're lucky we've got some equity in the house, so we'll be drawing on that. But as you mentioned, you're teaming up with the research team has been a massive eye-opener and a massive help and just been an enormous, okay, all this research that I've done, I can see there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into his why factor. You build up the portfolio, you've got the equity in 10, 15, 20 years time, plus you've got the passive income, so double win. That's why property is so good. Why he is so excited about what is to come in the future? I'm just excited to be making the right decisions and knowing that I've done a hell of a lot of research to have the absolute confidence that we will be making the right decisions. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. We've already discussed the impact that retirement is having on his journey going forward. But is that his main why factor? Yes, and the passive income, the retirement and the passive income because being previously in the, my dad worked for the same company for like 48 years or something and he couldn't believe that I've worked for that, like lots of companies and I've been retrenched four times. So I've got, my wife's a school teacher so she hasn't got any job insecurity but I've always had that job insecurity because I have been retrenched in the past through not three and four to my own, just through the industry I work in. If you've got some passive income from rental properties, then if you were to lose your job in whatever industry you're in, 
you've it softens the blow. You've got less stress. So that's something that is important to me. That's what I'm looking to do. So you build up the portfolio. You've got the equity in 10, 15, 20 years' time, plus you've got the passive income. So it's a double win. That's why property is so good. It is important to surround yourself with people that are supportive and can help you when needed. And we find out about some of the people that were able to help him. Back when I was starting to invest, there was a guy I used to work with. I think I, when I bought my fourth property, he had then bought his 13th or something. And like he was someone that I um, really pick his brain. I wish I picked a bit more. It might have stopped me making some of the mistakes that I made. However, I think it's important to have someone that you can get feedback off and even like one of my good mates, he's got quite a few properties as well. So it's it's good to, as I said earlier, you have to surround yourself with people smarter than you. So if you're looking to get into property, you need to talk to people who have experienced investors, whether good or bad, just so you can learn from the mistakes and learn what to do and learn what not to do. But like the last, in my heavy research where I've been going nuts the past year and a half, I've spoken to um, lots of experienced uh, buyers just to chew their brain and just try to get as much information as I can and which is where I'm up to now. I think it's really important to align yourself with smart and successful people in whatever field you're in. Martin has spoken to a diverse group of people from buyers and investors and he shares with us some of the key takeaways that he's picked up from these discussions. Some of the takeaways that I personally took away because I think it's more relevant to my past experiences is having the higher cash flow properties because of like the job insecurity in the past. So if I was to lose the job, not to be forced to sell an investment property. So having the higher cash flow, positive cash flow property is pretty important for me. So that's one of the key takeaways I took. And then to buy in an area where it's not reliant on one industry and it's got a low vacancy rate because if you've got a property and if it's, the vacancy rate's 5%, you can't afford to not have a tenant in there for three or four weeks of the year. If you're in an area where there's only a 1% vacancy rate, then you've got a lot better chance of when a tenant moves out, within a week you'll have a new tenant. So I just think the cash flow is vital. Of course, the capital growth is vital as well, but don't want to be forced into selling a property because you can't afford to hold it. That's really important in my books. We learn about how you're able to balance your portfolio between capital growth and cash flow as well. In my own experience, I held in Townsville for 10 years and sold for the same price, so there was zero growth. So that is where the IT team that I've got with the AI machine learning technology that incorporates that and we can say, okay, I want a 6% yield and potential growth of 5%, 6% going forward. And the technology will generate a report, give an estimation of where the property will be valued over the next 10 years. So they're not impossible to find cash flow positive properties in growth areas. So even just look at in Sydney, out in Penrith, 10, 15 years ago, you could buy a property for 200000 Smart people might say, well, you don't want to buy there because um, you want to buy in a city where you're going to get more, higher chance of getting growth. You can't buy anything under 400000 out there. You know, you know, like, so that's, growth happens everywhere. But what I'm very um, conscious of is with my own experiences, 
of utilising the IT world to increase my chances of getting both, which is possible, which is growth, which is the vital thing, plus the cash flow, which helps fund it. We hear about some of his best book or podcast recommendations. I'm a big podcast listener of yours and others. I dusted off a lot of my old books, but some of the more recent ones I've uh, listened to is Property Millionaires Exposed, the four-year-old property investor. Oh, I forget some of the names of the others, but um, yeah, I've done just a lot of reading and a lot of listening to get where I am today. Yeah, an armchair guide to property investing, that's a good one. Ben Kingsley, Bryce Holdaway. Got a lot out of that as well. So that's probably the highest recommendation one I'd give actually. Even Paul Glossop's one, Surfer's Guide to Property Investing. That's not a bad read. But you read all these books and you like ultimately they're kind of all the same. But you take a little bit out of one, then you read another one, you think, oh yeah, that, they mentioned that in that book. So you take a bit more out of it. It's just always trying to grow. What do you think has been the best advice you've ever received? Don't give up. It's never too late. You have to believe in yourself. Work hard. Yeah, I'm just kind of giving you <laughs> just little bits there, Tyrone. But my parents instilled a strong, hard work ethic. And if you don't work hard, you don't go forward. You have to make the right decisions and um, try to keep learning and surround yourself with people smarter than you. I think that's pretty important. Martin shares with us some of his own personal habits and how they have impacted on his success. Uh, Good family, man. I've got three teenage kids trying to instill the habit of saving into them. The three of them work part-time jobs and make them save a certain percentage of their wage every week. So if you work longer hours and you can keep a bit more as you play money, but they keep saving and they're 14, 15, 16 now. By the time they're 21, they'll have enough of a deposit to buy property themselves. So I'm just trying to instill the habit of saving into my own kids and the last two years they've listened to all my going on goings on about property and uh, I think the penny might have dropped with them that uh, even if they don't want to do it themselves they'll, they'll feel like they have to because I, because I want them to so much and when they're old enough they don't need to buy a, a $10,000 car a, a $2,500 car will get still get them from A to B and you like it's just not wasting money like we're Always money conscious, everyone is and should be, I guess. Um, so it's just not wasting money here. But get your money working for you. You learn the most from the mistakes you make along your journey. And we find out what Martin would have liked to tell his younger self. Don't worry, just reset and start over. Don't dwell on the negatives, embrace the positives. Martin shares with us what he's most excited about achieving in the near future. I'm just excited to be making the right decisions and knowing that I've done a hell of a lot of research to have the absolute confidence that we will be making the right decisions unlike previously where I was probably liked others. Yeah, I've got so many investment properties. Yeah, woohoo, well done. But what's the point of having them if they're not in the right location or if they're going to work against you your own situation? So I'm looking forward to knowing that I'm doing the right thing because I've done the research, so I've got the confidence. And with the business, I'll be helping a lot of other people as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. We get his opinion on the tricky question of how much of his success does he put down to luck and how much does he put down to hard work and skill? I don't think much of it's luck, to be honest, because 
you've heard the story and if I had better luck, I wouldn't have needed to come to the realisation that I need to put in the hard work to do the research, a ton of research to know what the right thing to do is. So I don't think there's much luck there, to be honest. Thank you to Michael Martin, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you'd like to hear Michael's full story, simply visit propertyinvestory.com.